0: Welcome into the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner, joined by the head coach of the St. Xavier Bombers, Ryan Fleming, and our special guest from ESPX student Cameron Lewis as we get set for the 2023-2024 basketball season. and I know uh, as a coach myself, it doesn't seem like you have enough time, Ryan, to get all the stuff in you want to get in in a a preseason, but how have things gone in that direction for what you wanted to do and, and where you're maybe at as we approach the start of this year?
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, feel very behind, um, and I think if you if you polled all the coaches, everybody feels behind right now. Um, but we're we're progressing, and um, you know, for about two weeks now, we've had most of our group, and we're we're waiting on a couple guys to get back from injury right now. But um, you know, the the goal of each day for us is just to get a little bit better, um, and I, I think we've done that throughout November. Is 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 really stacked days, and um, try to just focus on each day and, and maximize everything we can get out of that day. And um, you know, I'm happy with with how we're progressing. Um, and, and it's it's obvious that that to feel behind as we come up on game one. But really excited to to get rolling into our first week um, of of game prep and, and try to get ready for Saturday.
0: You've been a head coach, obviously, for a while, but uh, you've got a, a head coach from St. Xavier on your staff and Scott Martin. I know you guys have, have coached together before. Mike Mislew, who I, I saw when he was at Turpin as an assistant coach. And I know they thought highly of him. I don't know much about Cam Chancellor, but talk about your staff a little bit, because you've got some experienced guys on that staff to work with.
1: Yeah, I'm very uh, very pleased with the staff. I think we, we put a good staff together. Um, you know, when I when I first got hired here, the, the number one goal was to surround myself with as many St. X people as I could, the people that really care about St. X, people that love the school, love the community, love the students. Um, and I think we did a good job of, of identifying those guys. Um, Scott Martin and I have been together. This is coming now on, on year five. Um, you know, I was a 25-year-old head coach, and I had Scott Martin as as my assistant to to show me that I don't know everything that I thought I knew back five years ago. So he, it's been a blessing to to be paired with him um, the past four years, coming up on year five now. Um, you know, my, Michael Misla had a chance to to be a head coach um, this off season, and um, you know, decided to to come over to St. X. Instead, because he, he just he, – he loves the school, he loves the community, he loves the basketball program. Um, and, again, those are the type of, of people that uh, we're, we're trying to identify to get on staff and to round out the varsity staff. Cam Chancellor was with, was with us over at Summit. Um, and then Brian Kellett, who, who was also a head coach here um, at St. X during his interim year, um he's now with us as well. So we 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 feel pretty confident about our varsity staff and Pete Zesterman and Kyle Medley leading the JV and the and the freshman team as well. So um really happy with those guys, A uh, ton of commitment, ton of time that's put in uh with without all three levels of the staff. So we're we're really looking forward to this year. Sure a lot of
0: people are familiar with your story and and, and your dad and being a coach and obviously it running in your blood a little bit, but those that don't your dad, Dan, a longtime coach at LaSalle, very successful coach. Do you lean on him much at all, or does he stay out of it?
1: Um, I, I do lean on him. Uh, he he stays out of it in terms of him reaching out to me and look at this. You might want to do this. But, um, you know, I, I call him often just to say, you know, this is kind of what we're looking at. What do you think? Um, he's coming up to to help with uh, the freshman in JV a little bit to implement a couple things, but – um, you now, I, I try to use all of the resources that I can in terms of Scott Martin, my dad, Coach Price, the guys that, I, that I've that i been with, um, just to, to – they they've been around much longer than I have, and they, they know way more than I do, so I'd be a fool not to use those guys for help. No question about it.
0: We'll look at the roster in a second. Cameron, if you want to jump in, I'll let you jump in and ask a couple questions here, and then maybe uh, you'll, you'll get something else that will spark your interest as we go along. What you got for Coach?
2: Uh, so you talked about how good your staff is. You know, as a first-year head coach, uh, these are guys that, for the most part, you probably haven't worked with before this year. How uh, how important is it to kind of lean a little bit on your seniors to just kind of make sure that all the guys are in line? It, it's very important. Um, you know, player-led
1: teams, player-motivated teams, player-inspired teams go much further than than coach-led, coach-inspired teams. So. Um, you know the, the the guys that we have. You know we have six seniors and five juniors. The, those those eleven upperclassmen. Um, you know we, we, we're relying on them heavily to to bring energy, to bring leadership, to bring passion uh, to the program. And like you said, with being year one, um, it, it's an important year to to really implement how we're going to do things and and really show this is St. This is X basketball, and uh, we've had nothing but buy-in for the first coming up on seven months here um, for, from, from all of the program, but you know, those juniors and seniors in particular to um, you know, believe in and what we're doing and really wanting St. X basketball to, to have some success. So, um, you know, we're, we're really counting on those guys and lean on, leaning on them um, in a big way, and, and they've stood up to the test so far
0: obviously last year's team goes 13 and 12. I know uh, coach Noska played a, a bunch of younger players, but a couple of seniors that, that off that team are not around Jack the curtains. Tommy Guggins was a standout defensive player inside the league, but you do have at least a nucleus in that. And sometimes that doesn't happen in the GCL it's, it's always been a senior driven league and it feels like the next wave of juniors are ready to step in for that senior class. And yeah, there's some younger guys occasionally mixed in, but this was a young team last year. I guess you get a little bit of the benefit of you've got some experienced guys, coming back um, who played as sophomores as well.
1: Yeah, you know, three sophomores started for them for almost all the games last year and um, a couple freshmen. We got some varsity minutes last year as well. So, you know, we we bring back three guys who started, you know, 20 plus games as as sophomores as they start their junior campaign. So, um, you know, typically when, when you come into a program, that's not the case. And um, we're lucky as a staff that we have some guys while they're still young as sophomores and juniors, they still have received some varsity experience experience, um, you know, as well as, you know, there's a there's a handful of seniors who, um, you know, didn't get much time as, as juniors last year and trying to trying to get them in as seniors to um, find their role and find their spots and, and where they can help us. So I think we have a good, good mix of some younger guys with experience. We have some, some seniors who don't have much experience and, they're, and they're, they're trying to find themselves and trying to find how they can help our team within their role. And uh, we, we have a good mix of, of that, that older guys and, and younger guys that are coming together with, with different levels of experience.
0: One of the guys, I want to start with is Donovan Wallacekowski, who averaged uh, 15 points a game last year as a sophomore. <clears throat> I don't know what picking maybe brain of, of guys that, that saw him play last year, maybe film you saw of him from last year. What's maybe the next evolution in his game? Because averaging 15 and change as a sophomore in the GCL South would be pretty good if you're averaging on JV, let alone averaging on the varsity as a sophomore. It's a pretty good place to start.
1: Yeah, Donovan had a tremendous year last year. Um, and, and you know, throughout the hiring process, just going back and and watching um, a lot of their films and uh, their games from last year, and I, I think the, the biggest thing for him is is he's starting to be able to score um, at at all three levels and um, really scoring at the rim, using his body around the rim to to catch and post up and to finish and um, getting to getting to the elbow areas to for 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 a pull-up shot, and then his, his three-point shot, as as he demonstrated all of his sophomore year, is um, is is very very good. So uh, his his scoring at all three levels is, is something that is is starting to to come along. And um, you know, with, with his size and with with his basketball intelligence, being able to, to rebound and defend and always be in the right spot is is really coming together day in and day out. And I'm really just trying to build with with him uh, along with all our guys as uh, a new defensive system was is is being implemented as um, something that is going to keep coming and coming and coming and um, you know he's he's a basketball kid he's a basketball family and really really um, you know embodies what, what you what you try to give to him and um, he's he's a sponge in that sense of just bring collecting everything and bringing it all together to to try to be the best that he can be.
0: Right. I know last year they, they had a projected point guard that got hurt and they kind of had to, it wasn't point guard by committee, but they, they, you know, they had to force a, a player into that position uh, for lack of a better term. Where do you stand at that position going into the year? Because as we all know, that is an important place to start for any basketball team.
1: Sure. I think at any level of basketball, the guard spot is is crucial and high school basketball I it's, it's equally as crucial, if not more crucial in, than any other level. But um, you know, we, we, have, we have two guys right now um, who, who didn't get much varsity experience last year, and, and um, they've had a really good November so far, and Brendan Dealy and, and Andrew Weber. Uh, Dealy's a, a junior and Weber's a senior. Um, Dealy's coming up from the JV level last year, and, and Weber uh, with dealing with, with some injuries and some other things. So he did not play last year, so he, he joined us this summer. Um, so those two guys have been – you know handling primary ball handling duties. Um, we'll also use. will. we will also use our biggest guy on the floor at Jacob Wassler at six foot ten. Um, he just ha- ha- he has some ball handling skills, and um, we feel comfortable with him handling it um, in the backcourt a little bit. So uh, we will use that by committee, by matchup um, type of setup um, that you mentioned. That was used some last year, but those are the, the the two guards that have kind of assumed that role so far this year. Have been both Dealy and Weber.
0: Kim, okay, hop back in if you want.
2: Yeah. So you mentioned uh, kind of like that lack of point guard last year. Nolan Myers, you know, he goes down before the year. Uh, some people had him projected as possible GCL South Player of the Year, and you know, going back and watching that team how evident it was that they were missing that true point guard. You know, Tommy Gugans, he slotted in, and it just – it was missing that dynamic. You know, you you want to get the ball to your two best scores, which last year's team jacked the curtains and probably Donovan, and really they ended up having to create that shot for themselves most of the time. Um, How much do you think it will open up, I guess you could say – the rest of the team's scoring ability by having, you know, a guy that can truly be solely fo- uh, focused on facilitating.
1: Yeah, it, it it will help us tremendously. Um, you know, the, the more that that both of those guys grow into the position, um, it's, <laughs> as you can tell, watching basketball, it's not an overly easy position to play. Um, and quite frankly, it's the, it's the hardest of the five to play. Um and so the more that they develop, the, the more that they improve at that position, uh, the more our team will improve. And um, being able to, to, to ask guys to do things that they're comfortable doing and that, and that they do well, um, you know, is a key thing as a coach. You want to put your guys in positions where you know that they can be successful and you can help them be successful. And, um, you know, when, when you ask guys to do too much or something that they can't do, um, that does hinder the the team's overall performance. So, um, you know, being able to solidify and stabilize that position is, is going to be key. Um, it's easier to say it right now on November 27th when we haven't had any games yet, but that's going to be the the true test of our team is, um, can, can we put five guys in at at a time that can, that can really fit, uh, to to the offensive system and really do what, they do well um, to to help us be successful.
0: Ryan, you mentioned uh, Brendan Dealey was off the JV team from last year. That level had good success last season. The freshman had really good success last season. How good does that feel that, that you come in as well with with a pipeline that's it's it's full enough?
1: Yeah, our, our sophomore class is um, our, our our sophomore class has some talent. They have some physical specimens, and um, the best part about them is they have highly competitive guys that just want to fight and compete and give you everything they have. Um, as we're getting a new glimpse at our freshman class, we're, we're excited about them. Um, you know, I, I think we have some guys that are that are some high-level basketball players that we really hope to develop over the next couple of years for the varsity team. Um, And as we already mentioned, the the junior class is – excuse me, the junior class is strong with three guys starting last year as sophomores. So, um, you know, we're really looking forward to those three classes as well as our current senior class who, um, you know, Having a coaching change in your senior year may not be the most fun to to endure, but um, we're really we're really excited about how they um, have adapted and and bought in and done everything that we've asked in in their last year, our first year as a staff to um, you know try to try to get us back to a successful season here at X.
0: Ryan, the only game we need to really focus on for this podcast is the opener against Lakota East. It's in the event at Mason High School. It's an outstanding event. We got a chance to, to broadcast that event last year. Um, and just saw a couple of players that are actually playing at Purdue right now in that event. There was a bunch of Division One talent for sure. But I, but I I will have to go at your first four games. you got a neutral side against East, playing Mason at their place, um, have to play Cooper, uh, one of the top probably 10, 15 teams in the state of Kentucky at an event at Newport, and then have to play at Cubcath again, probably one of the top 10, worst 15 teams in the state of Kentucky. Out of the shoot ain't easy, man.
1: Yeah, really, uh, really thankful for Joe and Brian and the athletic department to give us uh some, some nice, easy games to get rolling. Um, but no, in all seriousness, it's a um, you know it's it's a great test for us early in December to see you know just just where we are. Um, you know, we think we have a chance to to be pretty good. Um, we're 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 very hopeful right now that that we can get off to a good start and. Um, you know, get ourselves into league play by by late January with with very few bumps in the road. But, you know, it takes a lot of work up to this point. That's that's what the past six months have been aiming towards is now it counts. Now it means something. Um, and we have to perform and, you know, having lofty goals, having lofty expectations here at X of of tournament postseason success. Um what better to start with with some with some programs that are consistently good um, th- throughout the past 10, 15 years. And we're really excited about the challenge. We're um, really looking forward to, you know, where do we stand? Where do we stack up against, you know, some of these better teams? And, um, you know, only time will tell. And we, we really hope that our preparation and, and practice and our scrimmages up to this point have, have gotten us ready to – to go in there and, and give our best shot against those four teams and the remaining 18 on the schedule.
0: Let's focus, though, real quickly on Lakota East and your opener. Those are always hard to, to get a gauge on. There's you know, maybe a scrimmage film here or maybe you know some personnel yeah. from the year before there, maybe talk to a couple of coaches that have seen them maybe more than you have. But there's not game film from this year on them, and there's not game film on you either from this year, so that's their uh, handicap as well. But um, tell me about what you know about Lakota East and, and the challenges they'll provide in the opener.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they had a foundation game on um, on Saturday this past weekend that, that got to see. And, you know, as, as high school basketball fans know, you know, East is, is very good at, at running their stuff. They have a very nice culture in place of, of being tough and being physical and taking care of the ball. And um, to go along with that, they have a very dynamic guard. Um, and Trey Perry, and uh, he was very impressive over this past weekend. Just his ability to control the game and score the ball and play in transition. So, um, you know, we have our hands full trying to guard him. Have our hands full trying to prepare for him individually. Um, but as a group, they're 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 difficult to guard. They're they're very well coached, and um, you know, offensively, they run a lot of good good motion, a lot of good guard movement on the perimeter, and. You know, defensively, their 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 pressure defense is, um, you know, is, is something that causes a lot of teams some some trouble. So, um, we have to have a really good week of practice, and we 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 have to really prepare to to be able to take care of the ball and be able to defend at a high level um, using all five guys to defend. So, um, like I said, we're looking forward to guarding them and 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 playing against them and and seeing how we stack up against you know one of the one of the top top uh, point guards in the league in, or in the city in Perry.
0: Dan, final question for coach.
2: No, I was just going to mention Trey Perry. I mean, he averaged 18 and a half last year for East leading scorer by far. I believe the second leading scorer averaged around 11. And something that I've noticed, uh, especially with last year's team, you know, you had the two uh, super young guys and Gordy Solstead and Jacob Wassler. They were, you know, your two primary defenders and rebounders. How much uh strategy, how much practice has gone into honing their their skills in the paint to not only defend but also to grab more boards? Cause when when your leading rebounder is, you know, Jacob Wassler who like you mentioned is six ten and he only averages around four and a half boards. That's that that's not I guess you could say the production you're looking for there.
1: Yeah, well, Cam, I I, I believe that's gonna change this year. Um just on Friday. Uh, Wassler had, I think it was 16 rebounds in her scrimmage. So, uh, with his size and his ability to fend at the rim, um, it allows us to do a little bit, uh, uh, a few different things on the defensive end in terms of, uh, pressure and, um, getting out in passing lanes a little bit to, to really trust ourselves, um, that we have some rim protection and we have some, some rebounding. Um, with, with Wasp back there. And then, you know, with, with, without, with our size of, of Gordy, Fish and Claire to, to go with Wasp, you know, th- those are three bodies that are six foot five plus. Um, and, and all three of those guys join in on, on the rebounding activity. And, um, you know, we, we, we really hope that defensively we can limit guys to, to one shot. And we were able to go and get that first rebound, um, you know, but, defensively um, this November has been much better than I anticipated I think I think we're we're a much better defensive team than than I thought we were going to be going into our first day of practice and to to watch us grow and develop and watch our guys take things and new ideas and new concepts of of guarding and really throw it at throw it at them and throw them to the fire and say this is what we're going to do figure it out and um, you know, the, the, we 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 do have some some basketball minds that are starting to figure things out, and um, defensively, I've been I've been surprised at um, how well we've been able to guard thus far through the scrimmages.
0: Well, Ryan, good luck uh, this Saturday in the opener. I know it's a, a an exciting time, a nervous time because of all the unknowns, but uh, uh, gets kicked off in, in less than a week, and certainly best of luck in that. And we'll be back in next week to talk about that game and, and look ahead to next week's games.
1: Awesome. Thanks for doing this. Looking forward to doing this weekly. I appreciate it.
0: Very good. For Cameron
1: Lewis of ESPX,
0: don't forget you can catch him and the crew for most St. Xavier games on ESPX. For the head coach, Ryan Fleming, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the St. Xavier basketball podcast from ESP Media.